<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. She'd come home talking about this one girl who's like her mortal enemy. And, I, and I, one day I was like, <laughs> what, what, what does she do? She's like, uh, one time... She said it had a nice, uh, she complimented my haircut, but I felt it was like sarcastic. Like she was uh, like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. You're like, what? That's what this is all about? A this five year beef or whatever you had with enemy number one? Yo, what's up Square Pimp Brigade? On this episode, we have comedian Anthony DeVito. He's here, we discuss what it's like uh, growing up without a father, being with a father being in the mafia and not being available to you. Uh, growing up with only women, uh, Dante being friends with Patrice. We're talking about old stuff with me and Patrice, old Patrice stories. And, uh, you know, not to fight your emotional battles the same way you did when you were a kid. Um, really good show. Good dude. Yeah. Funny dude. Um, Great show. Plus, we uh, go over to Patreon with them. It was so fun. We kept going with Anthony DeVito over at Patreon, where we, we do all our bonus coverage, uh, bonus episodes, and we also do uh, listener mail. And if you want to support the show, go over to patreon.com uh, slash manschool202. Sign up and support the show. It keeps the show rolling. And also, uh, Dante does consultations. Dante, how can they get a hold of your consultations? DanteNeron.com. Click on consult. Most of my workers on Patreon have done consultations. But that's true. Um, if not, man, if you got a friend that's fucked up, you can hit me. You know, that, that's uh, right. And it, if you want consultations from me, you can find me via email. Advice from Harry at gmail.com. And uh, we can set up rates and stuff. So uh, if we've ever helped you, you know, consider coming over, supporting the show. Uh, enjoy the show, guys. I'm not an alpha male. I'm not a beta male either. I'm just a better man. Better man. Well, put your happiness first, because if you don't, they won't. Yo, what's up, what's up? Welcome to uh, Man School 202 GYBB. Get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? The sexual revolution is being podcasted, and I am excited. Now, I know I've said that 500 times before, but this time, I really mean it. <laughs> nice. Finally. Finally, one. Wow, man. That's so you be excited about. Because <laughs> so, we have a special guest. I've also said that. 600 times before, <laughs> but this time I mean it. <laughs> My God, Dante, are you taking all the honesty out of it? <laughs> uh, first and foremost, I got to talk to my partner in crime. What's going on, motherfucker? Harry Turjanian in the building. Hey, man. Hey, listen, Dante, I'm out here uh, living a life that w- people wish they could have dreams about. That's how I'm Dreaming. doing. People don't even dream about you. They life, don't even have, they wish they could have a dream about the type of life I lead. A lot of dudes dream. They have imaginary friends. I know a crazy dude has an imaginary friend that doesn't like him. I was like, you created this motherfucker. You could have made him like you. (laughs) Not talking to his imaginary friend. He's got beef. Well, his imaginary friend's not really talking to him. He's like, this guy's boring. Did they fight over an imaginary chick or something? (laughs) Well, you know, he the guy who is the real person. Mm. He just don't get laid. The imaginary friend does, too. Mm. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, 
we got our special guest. Let me introduce him. Let him get in on the fun. Um, coming from parts unknown with <laughs> shadows and pieces of gay dudes in his fridge. <laughs> hey, man, some of them are straight, too. You know, I'm not like I'm an equal opportunity murderer. Aren't we all gay a little bit? Just a little bit. Come on. I got pink Crocs. Um, <laughs> somebody's, been watching, uh, somebody's been watching the Dahmer documentary on Netflix. Yeah, yeah it's good. Fuck it. Uh, give it up for my boy, good friend of ours, uh, Anthony DeVito. Yo, what up, baby? What's uh, going what's on? Up, man? Nothing much, man. I'm very happy to be here, man. Thanks for good to me. see you. The, the, the shadows is really is very uh, menacing. I, yeah. <laughs> I try. I try my best to be more powerful. I try to exude more power than I have. I try to intimidate you a little bit. Yeah, um, even the shadow on the side of the face, it reminds me of the picture of my face on the side of the truck, like the, the half shadow I do. <laughs> it's the way you, they used to light uh, uh, monster movies in the 20s. It's kind of from, from below. Like well, a Dracula. He's doing it. He got the cool half face. This is this is true. Drama. The old school was just a flashlight underneath uh Bella Lugosi's chin, but whatever. Mm. You know, you gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, what up, brother? It. How are you, man? Good to see you, bro. Yeah, man, I'm good, man. I just uh like I was saying, I just uh I'm back in town, uh back in the city. I was in Scotland for like a month doing the Edinburgh Fringe Fest, man. And I'm gonna oh, add, like, how was that? Like we wasn't talking about it off air, but sure, yeah, yeah, we'll try. Yeah, we'll try to be like, oh, interesting actually, Dante how was bring it that? up. Wow, fascinating, man. Um, yeah, man, it was brutal, man. It was uh they just the sensibilities are different. Um, right. and like so like we're saying, like, yeah, they just like you know, they don't they don't sort of they don't uh, experience comedy the way like American audiences do. We're like uh, you're kind of engaged with comedy over there, man. Comedy is just presented to you. You just kind of sit back like a movie. and you judge it like a movie. In yes, a way. Very much like a movie. Now, do they laugh or they don't laugh? No, man, they don't laugh. For anything. <laughs> they barely they barely giggle. And then afterwards, they'll be like, that was really good or like whatever. But it's like wow, you were amazing. Right. Yeah. Like, where were you? Though? I looked in your face, man. I looked in your face for an hour. You didn't budge. Get out of here. <laughs> no, you know, no. what's funny, because because, you know, I, my son. So I have a I, I don't know if you know what was going on with me, but I have a uh, I this uh, woman from England tracked me down from the podcast. Okay. And found me, stole my my sperm, and then I have a son who's <laughs> three years old. And then she um she stole my sperm, and wanted told me she wanted to live in Brooklyn in a brownstone and just raise a great kid. And I gave her all of that, and she was like, ah, changed my mind, and she snatched my son and took him back to England. So wow, yeah, yeah, don't don't look that. Uh, it's not, it's not that bad. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. you seem okay with it. You're smiling. <laughs> You know, I mean, you didn't see me the first day. I was a little, it was yeah. a little tense. <laughs> right. the third, it wasn't the like there weren't, there, there weren't days of not smiling. I think it's just, uh, you know, a couple of rough days, which is uh, understandable. Not, maybe like six. Sure. Listen, six. listen, I lost my favorite watch and I was bummed about that for like, I don't know, a week. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. You know, yeah. it happens. Yeah. Patrice, Patrice used to have a joke. He said he used to tell Vaughn, um, you're my favorite, third favorite thing. He goes fifth on my priorities or something. No, it was third. It, third? No, it was it was my job, mm. comedy, my mother, you, 
and then my favorite leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I thought you were gonna say hats, but <laughs> well, that's hats. related. That, that again, which actually, you know, I'm the one that fucking hooked him up with the hats. People like he 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 went out. He was looking first. He was wearing alligator shoes and suits. I went through that right. and I was like and then he I had you know he was buying gators and he had these hats and I actually took him over to um uh to check out the Jews in uh on Coney Island Avenue so that that's could, the store name the Jews did they the just Jews, put that the on the Jews. market yeah. <laughs> well I mean I don't you know I'm not judging I just want to you know that's what <laughs> that's that's, that's, what the, we, that's why they're calling it so they call how it. Trump yeah. says the blacks there's my African-Americans <laughs> all Where of them right there <laughs> where's my African-American <laughs> where is he where's the one guy where is he yeah, there he is look at him there. look at him yeah. He's Look my favorite black being my favorite one over there, just being black and stuff. <laughs> favorite black, favorite black. Or that. Or, well, it's actually two because it's also the black dude with the ponytail. Uh, Trump's blacks for Trump's with who he's clearly has a record and got he got out. You know, he got let out because of some shit that Kim Kardashian did or whatever. I don't remember exactly, but he's he's they always put him right behind the podium. Uh, but um, yeah, I t- took him to to see the Jews, and yeah. uh, they, they uh, and they, you know, like my dad was like my dad was born nineteen twenty, mm-hmm. so um, he was like old school where you would wear a fedora, but you didn't just get that like you know how goofy goofy dudes just kind of get a hat and they just put the. You sure. had to steam. You had it. to have everything good to go along with the hat. Like, I know well, no, you you had to literally take the hat, right? My father used to take a pot of water and a pineapple, um, a can of pineapple juice, empty can of pineapple, and cut a hole in it, and would sit the can, in, and then the steam would come up, and then you would steam it and crease it and break it down. You know how when you see Man, a hat, it's is, really this yeah. was before people had TikTok and stuff. So there's a lot of time to fill. With activities and stuff, but you can't have your skimmer and it be not broke. Like, come on, you know that's that. That would be like, uh, let me give an analogy. Kind of like most comics now, just you know, (laughs) very bland and whatever the (laughs) fuck it is, whatever the whatever the kids like today. Um, (laughs) but um, he would break the hat down. So I took I took him over down over to to the the haberdashery and he cut Mm. the hats down. And then we would bring it here and I would steam it for him and starch it and put it put it on. And, you you know, it's got the right crop to it. Anyway, anyways, a little something else, something else I taught him. Uh, <laughs> that I get no credit for. Right, huh? uh, yeah, true. <laughs> I've been true. we've been doing this. I'm already we, listen. I'm already replying to the hater comments on the uh, YouTube page as we speak. Why, Don't worry, I'm typing uh, time. No, I'm just anticipating oh, the hater. Comp- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm preparing all my replies so for the hater, the hater, comp- uh, the hater comments on the YouTube section. Yeah, Anytime you, you bring up how Patrice, could you say that. How yeah. could you say that? Because I was because anytime I was there, you dare to you say idiot. Patrice was not perfect or had some flaws, even though Patrice O'Neill told everybody he was not perfect and right. had many flaws. And the right. fact that he was four hundred and thirty seven pounds, never uh, perfect. Really? All right. Him and Lizzo. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's your boy. But he's that uh, he had flaws. He had flaws. Yeah, man, we, as we all do. 
Yeah. Yeah. And one day, one day I remember going to his house, him coming out the shower and uh, he I was like, oh, it was, it was frightening. And he yeah. said to me, he goes, I think the same thing every time I look in the mirror. I don't know why these bitches keep fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great. So um, so Edinburgh, they uh, so what's they just don't because I went to England Mm-hmm. And England's scene is a little like they have some funny like it's a little sharp. But the first time I went and did shows there, it was an, um, which was about three or four years ago. Like you said, very, you know, just yeah. neandering along, just <laughs> kind of like white girls in uh, L.A. Like so yeah. I was in the mall <laughs> with my mom and we were shopping. Right. And I'm like, I hang out with my mom all the time. And then she was like, the guy in Abercrombie and Fitch is hot. And I was like, mom, you're a whore. And laughter. Yeah. Insert laughter. So it's like they're like filibustering. You know what I mean? Like in like D.C. Oh like, <laughs> it's crazy. I have to tell you this. So. You know, Al Franken is doing comedy again. Yeah, I heard he's been around the past couple of months, right? And Sherrod called him filibuster Franken. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and, I, and I like Al. I like Al, but he uh, I saw him once. Great, at the listen, great senator. Great, great senator. senator. He is actually funny. He ain't, he ain't 40. He doesn't got 45 minutes yet. And that's uh, let's just put it that way. Oh, he's got 45. Just not 45. Yeah. You want, you know, yeah, he's, yeah, reading, yeah, yeah. he's reading yeah. green, green eggs and ham on stage. Trying to <laughs> yeah. Filibuster the room. Oh, filibuster Franken is here. Filibuster Franken. <laughs> Only Sherrod. Only fucking Sherrod. Sherrod Anthony, Sherrod. what was the well, I love Sherrod. Sherrod's the best. Sherrod Small is a, just the, still the last of the rock stars. Sherrod last Small. of the rock star. Mm. Just living that rock star life. Like no other comic, like we no know. other comedian ever. <laughs> Sherrod, I've been on the road with Sherrod, and it's great. It's great because I just hang with him, even though I don't drink or whatever. So it's almost like I'm shadowing him and like watching <laughs> a documentary, and it's the best. Uh, Anthony, what was the show in Edinburgh? You were doing a show. What was that show about, though? What you? I, so, oh I was, yeah. So my my so my dad was a uh, he's a made guy in a crime family, and uh, he died. Which family? Uh, I, I can't say, man. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but, uh, he, um, he died. Did you get whacked for legal reasons? Oh, oh, no, no. Yeah, man. For (laughs) just, um, for my mom's own, just like, uh, peace of mind for her. Uh, so no, he was, yes. I might be going to Genovese later. No, (laughs) (laughs) say hi to my uncles, man. Uh, But uh, yeah, no. So he uh, yeah, he was a made guy and he was um, he was killed. But uh, I didn't I didn't find this out um, till I was like 18. And then I learned more about him at 30. So I was honestly like uh, I had you didn't, something- you didn't think it was funny that he had uh, a hundred you had a hundred size 42 regular suits in the same color. You didn't <laughs> yeah, think that was yeah. funny? Yeah. No? My mom's like, here's where your dad left you. And they're just a bunch of crisp suits and hats. And I was like, I wonder what kind of guy he was. I don't know. <laughs> so but, did um, you know him? Did you grow up with him or no? No, I didn't grow up. He, he died when I was seven months old. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. You never got to experience him at all. No, not at all. And my mom was very nervous, like about just, uh, 
I, I think having me know anything, um, not so much that she was afraid of like, she just, she wanted me to sort of have a life outside of that and just be safe and, you know, whatever. Of course. Uh, so like that's yeah that's all that happened and then i didn't i didn't know i found out i was 18 i was playing basketball on the blacktop there's a guy that looks a lot like me i never seen him before and he was like your last name is devito i was like yeah and then he's like i'm your cousin from your father's side so i went home i was like oh mom i met my cousin from my father's side and that she was like <gasps> yeah 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 exactly right real dramatic like italian yeah. woman she was like i need you to sit down for this like it was like a whole thing <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, Anthony, Anthony. She sounded like this. Eat your mind out. You sound like the, <laughs> the omen. <laughs> what was it? No, the exorcist. <laughs> Be changey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had a pot in her hand. She put it down and then right. she went and told me. But uh, Hold on, yeah. I have to stir the gravy. I'll be right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not the now. The gravy is almost already. <laughs> <laughs> So she's pissed that like it interrupted the sauce. Uh, right, the, right. So, it happens. But um, yeah, so I, you know, I was doing the show because I was like, I wanted to talk about it on stage. I had something sort of like uh, I I found out I had this like hard thing that um might have been fatal. So I was like, you know, kind of when you really like face the prospect of death, you're like, uh, yeah. you kind of want to unburden yourself for your secrets. And I never talked about him really to anyone except like close friends. And I was like, I kind of want to tell not even so much his story, but like kind of what my mom went through and everything that like she did for right. me to like kind of have this life of my own. So I was just doing it as like jokes in a stand-up set. Like I was like, oh, it'll be another chunk. And like mm-hmm. audiences were like, this is way too much. Like on a late show, like, what are you doing? You know, yeah, um, it got too intense. You're saying like for comedy yeah, it just, wise, it seemed like the subject matter was a little too complicated to unpack in just like uh a stand-up set and you know i've never i've only done stand-up i've never really fancied yeah. myself like a theater person or anything like right, that right 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 so but like people were like i think you should center like write this as a whole thing so i did and i was doing it um you know throughout the country in the city and stuff and people were like you got to go to fringe you got to go to edinburgh with this this is okay. like the show that's like perfect for there for that right for that and then i went over was there. like no it's not <laughs> like, <laughs> they did not care for it over there they in england no, did they, they did like, not. I bet you they liked it. Uh, over though, not in England, don't... Edinburgh's in Scotland. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they liked they they really liked the storytelling elements of it and like the compelling elements of it. But they they don't really see jokes the way we do. I think in like what jokes can do. You know what I mean? Like where jokes like alleviate a lot of trauma and make it right. lighter. They really want you to hold on to your trauma, you know, and you're like, that, why? like they that want sucks. you to be miserable. Yeah, they want you to be miserable in it. You're Scottish like, people want you to be miserable. Like, yeah, weird. What yeah, if I would yeah. ever make you think that at yeah. all? <laughs> they look at bagpipes as like enthusiastic music. It's like, why would I think? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so like, it was just a little light, light yeah. bagpipe, whatever. Yeah. But so, so yeah, man. So the sense of, it's it's interesting, man. Like the sensibilities, you don't really expect it, you know, because you know you, you you comedy all over, and then like the sensibilities of like kind of like a little bit of a pretentious like theater crowd. Like I was even getting feedback that they were like, yeah, your accent is a little too. And I was just like, what? Your, your, <laughs> I didn't even know I had one. You know, when you went out there, you was like, oh, let me tell you about my father. <laughs> yeah, I was like, buongiorno, everyone. Uh, I didn't make it the pasta for you. They would have understood An- that, though. Anthony, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you do the thing in the show where you uh, you turn around and you put a different hat on to play each character? Do, like you yeah. put a different uh yeah. And then a mustache like, like, like Gorshin, like Gorshin, <laughs> it went something 
like this. I think it might just go a little something like this. Yeah, no, man, I have a series. I have a bunch of hats on a coat rack and I I put one on for the different things. The different characters and whatnot. Uh, Let's just hold on a second because we have to cut away. Uh, just, Just stay with us. You're listening to Man School 202. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. So two of my closest friends is Joe DeRosa and Keith Robinson. Sure. And we call each other up and just trash each other uh, probably once a week right. for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and uh, and we will we will trash other people. And, uh, you know, I, you know, truck. Truck Hudson, I'm also oh, really, good, really good yeah, with Truck. Yeah. And and uh, Truck called. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it was Dean Edwards. Sometimes we sometimes we'll bring other people in if we need yeah. more people to beat up on. Sure. And, and Keith <laughs> called uh, Dean Edwards Rich Little. <laughs> oh, that's old school reference. <laughs> Man, there's no one who gets greater joy out of just that than Keith. It's like oh, it's, it's so fun to be around, you know? Yeah, oh, so and then nobody does it anymore. I was. uh. Yeah. I was at up, up, up at Stand Up New York sat, Saturday. Yeah, I'm with Courtney B. Yeah, and um, Christine Meehan and little E Man Morgan. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know John, the little uh, John Filipino Br- dude. Yeah, the Filipino guy with different- gay dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's got different eyes. Yeah. yeah, you got the fucked up eye, right? So he was <laughs> filming. Fucked up eye. Whatever thing is that to say? It's it. It looks like somebody poured milk in it. Like he got milk. He's got a milky eye. So he. He has a dairy eye, man. So you just had to go. You just had to go, John, with the eye, and everybody would have understood. <laughs> There's no other job. You didn't go, what, John, with the eye. You know the fucked up eye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up by John. I, you know when, I, when I met him, I met him and he was like, yeah, I'm going to be booking here. And I go, first of all, what's going on with that right there? <laughs> can we talk about it? He was like, oh, I was born that way. I was like, all right, now we can move on. I'm not going to act like that's right. not you don't have a milky witch's eye in your head. And I got to keep acting like Harry, you should, you've been doing this podcast with me for not. I must really am I cutting deep, Anthony? Because he usually no, kind of no, no. It's it's just. <laughs> yeah, I thought actually just... you were going. I thought you were being nice. To be honest, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I've seen it. I've seen. I've seen it, and you've gone. Certainly, you've gone harder. But it's just. So he was filming a it's thing. A fucked up. He was trying to film a show. It's just the phrase <laughs> "fucked up eye," with the way you say it, because you didn't say it as an insult. By the way, no, you were just saying eye. you were just saying as reference, so Anthony knew who you were talking about. Yeah. It wasn't even like you were breaking balls. You, you know, you know, like tall John. Like you know, like white no. dudes struck the no. bomb. Get all the niggas up the block. The nigga family up the that's block. That's what caught me. It's just like you know, John. Oh yeah, now I know. <laughs> So he he was he was filming something 
Right. I didn't tell you this. How he was filming something with some horrible comics that he because he mm-hmm. has all these horrible comics, young comics that he's. Yeah. So the, the first thing I didn't tell you this, Harry. Mm. So I'm it's a three. He's filming. It's a three hour show. It oh went boy. from seven started at seven. I oh went boy. up at ten thirty eight. So three and a half. Oh, I went no. up and uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, they're really tough. But he asked me to close it out so people would go home happy. Right. So he comes up and Harry, you know, I can pull it out. Even I, yeah, do. I can, I can pull, and I, I would say I pulled the eight, eight and a half out of that shit get, show. Which right? is incredible. Pretty fucking good after three and a half. But he 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 says, yeah, they're really beat up because he hangs out with all these young comics and they kind of look up to him. He goes, yeah, you know, you might want to go with the with the um with the you know work with the crowd work because they're really be I go, I go, you've ever heard um the 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 heard of the movie Blindside? He goes, um, yeah. I go, if you ever tell me what the fuck to do on stage. That's going to be blindside too, because I'm going to punch you in your dead eye. You're not going to oh, see it. come. I promise goodness. you don't ever, ever fucking tell me what the fuck <laughs> I'm supposed to do on stage. Right. Yeah, what so, if you hit him in the eyes and then his eyes were fine after that? If you fixed it, him. if you <laughs> yeah. fixed it, I would just open a spa and just pop dudes in the <laughs> better than laser surgery. Right. Oh, my um, I so I, I go up, I come on stage. Right. And he goes, yeah, we're going to film this thing and then we're going to try and sell it. And I'm I mean, if you want to really get a good laugh, check uh, Instagram, check the lineup. Right. It was hilarious that you think you're going to sell, sell this horse shit um, <laughs> like selling hot dog water, like old hot dog water in bag in bags, in plastic bags, not even jars. And uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, I spent 20 grand on this and then we're going to. I said, do you realize you could have had you could have bought a new eye, right? Oh, with geez. 20 grand. I go, the best eye. Got, like a great one. You could have got the one with the bionic, the the zoom infrared <laughs> fucking. Could have had the, a Robocop the, eye. Right? Yeah. Yes, you could have got a Robocop. 20 Set grand. You could be solving crime, John. <laughs> you could have you got a predator eye where he does the thermal a, signature. A universal <laughs> soldier eye. <laughs> They look at you. They look at you, and then he can tell your waist size on your pants. And you, right. he's like, "This is the date you're gonna die." <laughs> oh god! But it's and still book were, comedy, though. That's the thing. And, and then all yes. other comics were just like, "Not." I was like, "This is so much fun!" Like I laughed, and it was just, you know. Yeah, I don't should have should have been there. <laughs> yeah, I think you know what it is. It's like, um, I think it's the people like like you, like Keith, man. You just there's so much joy when oh, you're yeah, doing yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it's yeah. like you can't you can't really get it's a different tone. And I think yeah. that's like what a lot of like. And, it, and I don't think people get offended They you know, you get smacked. I mean, if it's on if it's on you. Yeah, it's you know, it ain't great all the time, but it's still <laughs> funny. It's, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I need to step back and just wrap my brain around that a little bit. Whew. Man School 202. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're back, and uh, I, I want to switch gears for a second. Um, Anthony, I want to ask you about what it was like growing up. So you don't have a dad. Has yeah. that affect what you do growing up, dating life, the whole thing? Like, how does that yeah, like, I mean, it was all women. You. So for me, it was like it was not only no dad, like my house was like my mom, my grandma, my great grandma, my mom's youngest aunt. So it was all women, all oh. Italian women, any sisters? All Italian women. What's up? Any sis- you got sisters, too? Or no? I don't have any no. siblings. So it's just okay. me. Yeah. I have four aunts. None of them have kids. Uh, wow. um, so it's just me. Wow. I, it was just my uncle was the only guy like and he was like uh, he I mean, my uncle was, you know, he, he was, was kind of like real. Was, What's up? No, that was your mother's. He wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he no, wasn't this the, is <laughs> my nose. No, no, the Maloiki, the Maloiki. Oh, the, oh, the Kirk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, 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 I'm man. sorry. I love that. No, was, man. Dante, you're good, man. You're all right. All right thanks, man. Um, Can't win them all. No, it's OK, man. Thanks it's for your support, Harry. You piece of I, shit. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Exactly. What do you want me to give you on that? You should have went with it. You don't know this when they talk about the Maloiki. The Maloiki. And then yeah. when they made men, you go, who's that? Uh, you know, you do that. I've never oh, yeah, man. It's I. everyone knows more than I do because I was kept. Right. So you were so sheltered. It. I was so sheltered from it. You couldn't People even watch me. Godfather. You ever see Godfather? Dude, I, I only saw Godfather five years ago. I was not allowed really? to watch it, man. I swear to God. Oh, so your mom kept you away from like wow. every aspect of that lifestyle. Yes. The other yes. thing. Does she at least make sauce? No, she probably don't even make sauce. She <laughs> yeah, makes that's, pot roast. That's so funny. That's how deep she went with it. We just had good filter fish every night. You know, you should, that's a good joke. You can have it. That's mom. funny. But um, oh, wait, so you, you grow yes. up, you're in a household with four women or however many women that's in there that I, yeah. I worry that that's I feel like it's good to have a male influence if you can. Not everyone does. But how does that impact it? Like, how does that impact how you deal with women dating the whole thing growing up with that surrounded by women? Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I I would hear women out a lot and there would be a lot of like uh, sometimes uh, I mean, it's it's good and bad because like I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very, I was very used to like listening to women, like all those yeah, perspective. Things. Yes. Have that perspective. Yeah. I will say, um, I'm, I think it's, I'm not confrontational. And I think that's yeah. like, that's a thing that's something like I would love to have a little bit more of in my life. Whereas like, I feel like I apologize because like women apologize all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I, apologize. they just don't, they just don't mean it. Right. But they seem obligatory. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're just this reaction. <laughs> they're like, you do I'm get so quantity. Sorry. You do get quantity uh, yeah. with women as yeah, far as the apology like, goes. The yeah, quality, like, you know, hey, hey, you got to hear yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, what it is. They, they just they use it too often. <laughs> it's like it's like when you're like playing a video game and you use the thing too often and it drains yeah. the guy of all its power. It's like it's me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, that low kick. Yeah, they sweep too much. Um, yeah, but uh, so they're so, apologizing all the time for everything you're saying. And that so you feel like you're not confrontational because they weren't confrontational. Yes. Yeah, I, I think so. Like um, like my grandma would be. But it's also it's like a different form of being confrontational. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of like passive aggressive and a lot of passive aggressive. Yeah, it's a lot of just like. Threats that aren't exactly facing the issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
Like yeah. anytime my grandma would get mad, she would threaten to sell the house, but she would never be like, this is why I'm mad, you know? <laughs> she just said, clean up your toys. She was like, right. no, right. we're going to be homeless. I'm homeless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a nine-year-old out on the streets, like all of us. Please, sir. Please, please, I would love some coins to buy some raspberry dressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um, it's it's a funny you say that because I'm fucking I think I'm a little hyped up, Harry. I don't know why mm. I'm hyped up. Uh, no? Oh, yeah, I had a cup. I had a triple espresso. Oh, I didn't even know you could Jeez. order that. Um, but <laughs> but um, so I mean, Anthony, you know, I do, I do consultations. I will, I don't know if, maybe you don't know that, but I'm like anybody in the comedy community has ever gone through a breakup or something or whatever, or whatever they've from, from, um, I, I professionally take our responsibility for Pete Davidson and him smashing all that prime puss. Um, I remember walking him through his, his uh, virgin, he, like when he was a virgin, the mm. first girl, and he used to call me up for chick advice and all wow. kinds of shit. Him, Giannis, and Christy Stefano, and Lenny Marcus, and the list goes on. Anyway, um, but what I find is that guys who don't have that male figure, like, so you learn the social dynamics from women, you know, sure. and you don't, so like, for instance, like, I, again, get ready for these comments. Patrice had, you know, his mom, single mom, right? Right. Yeah. And so when he would get mad at me, he would he would not call me and tell me, "Yo, this bothers me." He He'd would give you the give silent me, treatment. He would give me the, give silent, the silent treatment. treatment yeah. And he would and like, then you have to figure out what's wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'll be like, I was I heard from you in three weeks. What the fuck? What's wrong with you? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody told me something you said. I go, but well, why didn't you ask me? Right. Yeah. I was like, I would have told you. He go, yeah, but then you would have just probably lied about it. And I was like, like, what is like? But you, if you don't have that. Oh, no, no. I remember you told me this story. Hold on, Dante, because he goes. Then you would have just said you were sorry about it or whatever. Oh, you yeah. go, you go. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean it. And you're a friend and I, you know. Yeah, of course. I, I, I'll give you this. Up, whatever. He almost uh, said he, he said he didn't know if he could be friends with me because of the fact. So uh, you do you were you around for Todd Lynn? Uh, I saw Todd Lynn. I, I never I saw him when I was like, I'd go to the cellar before I was doing comedy. OK, I wasn't so really anyway, uh, a guy that no guy deserved death more than that guy. Worst <laughs> human being ever. I have a few comics that actually uh, we used to do go to dinner uh -huh. to celebrate his death. That he was gone. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Um, but I um. You know, I, I'm back where, but there was a time where he, we, when he got, he got sick and he was going blind and right. stuff. And I helped him out and I, you know, would pick up his wife and his kid from, from, and then naturally after that, he fucked me again after that, which is, you know, uh, plus he, he borrowed rent money from me. I never got that $900 back. Wait till I see his son. I'm going to take $900 out of his son's ass. So the, uh, <laughs> but, um, I remember forgiving him when he when he actually we had a conversation and I forgave him. Plus, he was like really, really bad place because he, he was dying and shit. He had pancreatic cancer, some shit. Sure. And um, 
Patrice said to me, I don't I don't know if I could even if we could be friends because how do you you hated that guy so much and then you forgave him. And I was like, yeah, but I don't understand. Like, why does that make you not be able to? But it was just for him. It's like, you know, if I apologize, if you and I have a problem and I apologize and you believe it's sincere, you would, sure. you either accept it or you, if you don't accept it, all right, we keep it moving. But right, you know right. that I was sincere or sure. you accept the apology and we move on, which is a very chick like thing to do is to hold, accept the apology and then be like, I, I just don't know if we could be friends. <laughs> I just. Uh, OK, like from my experience. Right. And this is mostly in the workplace. Like uh, I, I for a while, I worked in a rail shipping yard. Right. So it's like guys, guys. It goes Harry name dropping. again. Yeah. You, you know, you know, listen, rail shipping yard. You think that's a name drop? <laughs> you know, I mean, you guys, you know, not everybody can live that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? That's not for everybody. But for someone of my stature, you know, you, you want to and profiling. Right. You, you know, you're living it up at the real. I used to yard. walk in and go, I've spilled more liquor than you bought paid for. <laughs> and so, you know, people, guys fight in that situation. Right. It's a lot of like it ain't, it ain't always the most intelligent dudes or it ain't always the most sophisticated dudes. And there ends up being fights, sometimes fist fights. And then everybody settles the beef eventually and you keep working together. And then there's people who fought that are friends. You get over it, you shake hands and then. Somebody helps somebody else out. It's like, hey, man, thanks for that. You move on. Like I've seen literal fistfights. And then at the time I was dating somebody, she's like she'd come home talking about this one girl who's like her mortal enemy. And, I, and I, one day I was like, hey, what, 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 what does she do? She's like uh, one time she said I had a nice uh, she complimented my haircut, but I felt it was like sarcastic, like she was uh, like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. You're like, what? That's what this is all about. A five year. Beef or whatever you had with enemy. Don't do that. Anthony and Sam Morell haven't talked about his beard in years. He don't even play that shit anymore. He's like, he's still holding him a grudge. Uh, But go ahead. (laughs) But it's it's just a weird perspective of like, you know, you're able to fight. Guys are kind of able to fight and like if, you know, let it go go and move on as opposed to like it's almost sort of once you cross a line, they never look back the other way. Some I, I find with some women. But Anthony. How did that affect like that type of mentality affect how you deal with relationships? Did it affect how you fight with your girl or whatever or whoever you're with? You do you have a girl now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've been together for a while. We've been together uh, just about 10 years. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So she's she's really good about like that's a typical Italian engagement, by the way. You're waiting 10 years before you. And then, I don't know if she's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't pass through all the trials yet. There's like a series of things she still has to exceed at. Some so with a like, photograph and blood and a dagger. Yeah, yeah, it's all Sarah. It's not it's a all, friend of Pope, ours yet. <laughs> yeah, the Pope needs to come for a weekend, feel her out. Like there's all kinds of stuff, like flights it. arranging and stuff has been difficult. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, she's very good at like uh, com- conversation, like almost like right away. So that's white great. girl, uh, Latino. What? She's white. She's half Jewish. So I think okay. that's sort of like affects like once something is bothering her, it's out yeah. right there, which yeah. is nice. So that's kind of forced me to be like a little bit more like um, mm-hmm. like if I have an issue. Confrontational. Like, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, She's exactly. Setting the tone. She's setting the tone a little bit, um, which is which is good uh, because like, yeah, I, I had a tendency to like more harbor feelings. Um, but I do think like. I was like playing sports, I think, helped because you're around. You're just around. Other nice. guys. You learn like, how to be a guy. 
you kind of learn how to be a guy and like, you're kind of weirdly figuring it out together. And like, yeah, man, you're on the basketball court. Something happens. It's like, yeah, you might fight. And then it's like, you're on, you're playing together with that guy the next game. So it's yeah. like, yeah. you kind of wrap it up more quickly. Whereas, wow. um, yeah, women, like I watch my aunts, like I watch my aunts in like blood feuds with each other for like years. And you're like, What's all, what is all this? Because they stirred the sauce with the old, <laughs> stirred the old spoon from the old sauce with the new. So you know, Harry, I, I, you know, I, I cooked, I was a chef in an Italian restaurant. Hmm. This dude that hmm. used to run Mama Leone's and um, I, you know, they, they would make the sauce for the week. Almost. Right. So it'd be one of those big jail pots, right. you know, <laughs> gigantic ones. Yeah. And the boat oil, you're stirring it with the boat oil, but he yeah. did everything like he would get a case of tomatoes and cook them down. Like he wouldn't even get canned nothing. Old tom- yeah. just, oh, nothing yeah. just which is why the liquefy the tomatoes. Of, oh, just the Jesus. business because he was just everything was so high end because he was from New York. And I went to college in Wappinger Falls with all there was all these hicks up and up. And all they wanted was pizza and meatball. Right. You know, Chef Boy RD, they're good right. to go. And he was making rigatoni with the three cheeses and, uh, uh, you know, like Jeez. a cream sauce. And I one day I t- I would tell you this, Harry, I took the spoon from the old sauce stirred it in last week's sauce and he threw out the, <laughs> the whole, whole sauce the whole the I, I mean what is okay so 10 gallon is a spackle can right so 30 40 gallons of, of soup threw it out threw it out because i stirred it you know 40 gallons just just like just throwing it on the floor like it's it makes like, a big splash like that's 40 gallons you, my top floor of my house you could cover the whole floor with 40 gallons <laughs> 40 you gallons know, of sheet sauce rock you could do with four four <laughs> spackle cans full of We're it out. Low bearing walls yeah <laughs> Yelled, and then I, I think he's still yelling at me out of i mean he's also a fucking idiot because well, it was last week's Saw it like, yeah, but he was just like, you content. It's just, it's done. That's uh, yeah. so, you know, I don't know if that's an Italian thing or just a mental or- disorder thing. That that might be a, like a Howard Hughes OCD sort of thing, as opposed I mean, to an he, Italian he, thing. He's Italian, he could tell you, is it, that's a they're very particular, very, I mean, very particular about the, I mean, this, this the different spoon I've never heard that's like another level. I mean, Italians are super particular about sauce and all those things, but like. A spoon yeah. that was used on another sauce. That's well, like, I mean, but you got to look too. it wasn't like, why would you have you wouldn't have another sauce? You know what I mean? Like sure. in a home, like we were. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. So for him, like, so why would you have two jail pots? Like you have two gallons of sauce in this one and a brand new 40 gallon. And, and so you wouldn't have it. But I mean, he was just like, you know, oh, I just, just throw it out. I'm like, dog, that's like eight hundred dollars. With the sauce, like, yeah, cooked, but insane. But the just very particular. Yeah. Well, Italians, too, is just like there's just too, too prideful, man. You know, like there's just like so much of it. Did that um, affect your does that affect the way you how does the Italian thing affect how you date? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if it really does, uh, you know, or what maybe about approval from your mom. Uh, approval from my mom. Not really. Cause my mom was like, my mom was a little bit like over, my mom would overdo it. 
like in terms of like baby me and like be like uh, the best yeah, everything this and that so i would kind of tip the scales the other way so like i'm way i'm like crazy hard on myself because she never was so uh, that's like that's the part where it gets to me that's like detrimental to me mm-hmm. where i'm like I overdo it. Like I'm like a horrible father to myself. And right, because my right, mom right. was this like doting woman, you know? Right, right, right. Super doting. Okay. We got to take a break and uh, pay some bills. So hang out and come back to man school 202. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back again. That wasn't that long. Uh, Maybe just long enough. So like I was saying... I think what's interesting is a lot of times I'll talk to dudes who didn't grow up with a dad and they haven't learned like because the social dynamics of it is grossly different. Now, I'm yeah. like I grew up with my dad, but my dad used to do youth work. Right. And so he was a dad to everybody else in the neighborhood except for me. Right. But I did have a, a male model to, 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 you know, you when you think about your what you think of a man is it's your dad. And if your dad's not there, you know, you piece and bits and yeah, pieces yeah, yeah. together trying to figure it out where, I, where he was. And then my dad was a dude, dude, right. like, you know, like real guy, guy. I mean, he was also born 1920 when you could beat your women with a stick, less <laughs> blood, no thicker than your thumb. So, I mean, I guess. <laughs> We're the government gave out sticks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but um, the thing is, one time he beat her with last week's stick and he was very he, he had to get another wife. <laughs> he goes, we got to do it all over again. She's like, what? He I goes, mean, the whole thing wife is got rid of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's, um, you know, that's a, a funny thing. So the adjustment that you made, you know, being really hard on yourself, was it a personal adjustment because you were trying to be a better version of you or, or what, what was the, the dynamic? I think it was kind of a balancing thing because I knew that what, what my mom was saying, although it was supportive, like it wasn't wholly accurate, you know? Yeah. Especially because like this would happen a lot with sports and sports is just math. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's you're like either the good ball, or you're not. Yeah. The ball goes in or the ball doesn't. But my right. mom would sort of like she would, you know, she'd throw out excuses like as to why she'd be like the sun was in your eyes. The ball was deflated. Like uh-huh. so these things. So you're, at some point, like I was like her reality is not it's real. Right. So I had to counterbalance and that counterbalancing was like ended me with me like being super hard on myself. Can I can I say this, though, um, to, to kind of have that insight? Right. Yeah. Is super self-aware as a kid to to see that insight and then make an adjustment. I, I get that, as, as, you know, you know, in terms of our emotional growth. Right. So so this is an interesting thing. I did a consultation with a guy. I, I've told this story a couple of times, so I'll make it really quick. He did a I did a group consultation with a guy and a girl. The girl he was dating kept cheating on him. Right. He was 27 years old. She was like 21, 22, hot stripper. She'd go to these strip right. and she'd hook up with her girlfriend's guys and other girls. And and uh and uh 
so he had this con- consultation with me and I, and I said that, um, you know, we make these decisions about um, we make these decisions about our um, how to solve our life or how to cope with the trauma, the emotional trauma. Right. right. And so one of the things that I find when women are super, super promiscuous is so I, I, she she got molested. She was getting right. molested by her dad from the time she was 11. I, so I said, did you you ever been molested? If you don't mind me asking, she goes, yeah, I was 11 from 11 to 16. Her dad was touching her and whatever. And so you're in a situation where you perceive um, intimacy as painful because it's from a guy who's supposed right. to keep you safe. But it's it's there's this contradictory kind of thing. So as a young kid, your, your, your way of solving that is, OK, intimacy hurts. So what I'll do is I'll separate sex from intimacy, intimacy, and then I'll just have a lot of sex. So it's kind of like if you've got arsenic and you take an eyedropper full of arsenic um, and drip it down your throat, you die. Whereas right. you take that eyedropper of arsenic and you put it in a, in a baby pool, you dilute it. So the more right. sex you would have, sure. the less painful it is because it's, it's, it's just sex. What does it matter? Right. Um, which is why she, you know, even though she loved this dude, her, the, she had learned this way of coping with this trauma. Right. The problem is she was 11 when she came up with this solution. Right. Right. And and so then when you're I mean, I don't know. How old are you now? 40, man. But you're right, though. So you so that was the solution you had at the time, which is still ridiculously insightful and aware that this is something that needs to be. I'm not going to be right if I don't have this balance. But it's still the degree is is degree like it's the, the intensity is set by you at what? 10 years old, 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, man. And then you you got to kind of revisit what, like, okay, do I really need to be this hard with my, I mean, I yeah, I, I figured out a way to survive and the balance things, but I probably wasn't the, the, the best person at 12 years old to, so let me readjust my solution at 40. Yeah. But we don't do that. No. We just, you just do what you did at 12. You know, it's yeah. Like, and that's, yeah. yeah, no, that's what I'm, I'm doing. in you know, that's why I'm in therapy once a week or twice a week, whatever I, it is. You should have asked me. I didn't tell you what it was. Yeah. Because it's, if you ask yourself, is it really reasonable for me to, to be this hard on myself? Right. And you just not. say it out loud. Yeah. You go, what am I, what am I doing? Of this course. is the first time I've ever done this and I'm not perfect at it. Of course. Why do I feel like trash? You know? Yeah. And you start like you'll go back to the like whatever those like harmful thing, like whatever yeah. was like the manifestation of like you being mean to yourself. Like in my case, like it would be yeah. like I used to like I would hit myself. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I would like I punch myself in the head as like sort of this like physical representation of like like internally. seriously bang yourself in the head. Like, yeah, man. Like I have like I have like stitches on the top of my head from really? like banging my head against the wall. Yeah. No, man. I was like very like I it's almost it's it's kind of it's funny in this way of like that's how good of a mom I was my mom was that that's like how yeah. bad I needed yeah, yeah. to be as like a father or how I'm, bad your mom was because sure balance is what's important my question is this so when you in your past when you dated did you date really shitty chicks who could 
who gave you a rough time or because I would think that would be, you know, a lot of times when we're hard on each ourselves like that, we date people that give us the outcomes that we think we deserve. Uh, no, I, yeah, no, that never happened. Like, I mean, that did, it happened, but I don't know that like, she wasn't really like that. She ended up cheating on me, but it wasn't like she was bad towards me in the relationship. Did you have a lot of, you had a lot of girls that cheated on you or no, No, it's just the one, but that was, that was probably like the seminal relationship in my life in college. That was like that was like the first time where I was like open enough open. to give myself, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, but she wasn't she wasn't cruel to me on like a daily basis. That was just something that was like, OK, we weren't right for each other. And then it worked out that way. Um, but no, I've kind of the women I've dated have been like representations of like the women that raised me. I don't think it's like any secret. Like, well, they're we, like, we all do that. Yeah, yeah, we marry our, you know, yeah, they're like so very nurturing, super this nurturing like characters like my family they were all like women who were characters and they were funny so like i gravitate towards women who like are that way so So, i mean that the same way we talk about the representation of manhood is which is what you come what you're trying to become sure womanhood is your mom yes like that that 100 i gotta do the my neighbor his mother his mother is a demon and he like he the yeah. women he date just treat him like trap. they're like evil yeah. and me and he can't pick you know he don't he anything not that is not womanly enough for him right you know yeah whether it's because subconsciously he's seeing that as the the parameters but so the, the so the women you dated with like your mom did you you have a you got a big body count you got a high body count no, man, it's 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 embarrassed. I mean, embarrassingly low, but like more so like uh, I was more quick to just like fall in love with a person and then be with that person for a long Got time. You. And like my trajectory was like I dated this girl in college was my first love. We dated for like three or four years. And I was like, so like, you know, I grew up in North Jersey and like you probably understand too, like when you grow up in like sort of like a somewhat like blue collar, like a little bit rougher area and you kind of have this like artists like somewhat sensitive brain about you wow. you feel super isolated so then right. like i really you know i wasn't really giving especially like man italian women in jersey like that they're like some of the meanest like <laughs> like that's brutal man like i would be like hi and they would be like fuck you and i'd be like all right like you know <laughs> so like so i fell in love with this girl in college we dated for a couple of years she cheats on me with my best friend so that so from there i was more just like when you're after you're being cheated on, like you're hurt so badly, you can't give yourself to someone who you love 100 percent. So you find people that right. you like if they break up with you, you'd almost be OK with it as a means of protecting yourself. So mm-hmm. like I went from there to this other relationship, which was safe. But after a while, I was like, this isn't right what I'm doing to her. So I got out of that and then met my fiance now. And that was kind of scary at first because I was like, oh, I love her as much as I do my college girlfriend. But this has worked out so far. That's cool. That's cool. I'm going to tell you something interesting, but I'm going to do it in the Patreon. If you can hang out a little bit. Yeah. Um, Let me real quick. What do you got going on? Other than the, sh- the show that they hated in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the show? Uh, my dad isn't Danny DeVito. Okay. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, I got a special, a stand-up special out on my YouTube channel uh, called Brain Noise. Uh, that oh. You could watch. Just go to YouTube.com slash DeVito Anthony. Cool. And any social media you want to drop your show? Um, yeah, for sure. You can follow me on Instagram at Comedian Anthony DeVito.
right. Harry, talk to me. Yo, uh, you could check all my social media at Harry Trajanian. And I'm also doing relationship consultations, which has been great. Um, if you need any sex or relationship advice, just uh, find me uh, via email advice from Harry at gmail.com. And then we can talk about rates and what I can do to make your life better. And uh, also join us over at patreon.com slash manschool202. Right now, we're going to continue our conversation. And I'm curious what Dante is going to tell Anthony, which is very interesting. We're doing our bonus coverage over there. Patreon.com slash manschool202. And we're also doing listener mail. So come over. Y'all all know I do consultations. Go to DanteNero.com. Click on consult. You can get me. I'll fix your life. Um, and uh, everything else. Google me, bitch. You know what it is. Uh, y'all know how to find me. Um, GYBB, get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? The sexual revolution is being podcasted. Uh, I love y'all, man. We'll see you on the Patreon side. Please. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.